0: But if you deal with the conflict, and there must be conflict, we must be able to have open and hard conversations in a, in, a, in, a, in a marriage. But they've got to be predicated on real respect. You are listening to the JP Show,
1: where we discuss the issues you care about from a Jewish perspective. I am Rabbi G. And I am Rabbi Levy.
0: And we hope you enjoy this episode. I'm Rabbi G. And these are my Opening thoughts. So I think today we're going to pick up a little bit from last week. Last week we answered or better said we didn't answer the question how am I going to know if he or she is the right one? And the answer is you won't know. You've got to make it the right one. And we talked a lot about how, what that looks like in terms of the dating process and we had some fun talking about how long people date for or don't date for and so on and so forth. So on the premise that we need to make it the right one, in other words, once basic compatibility is there, shared values, um, a bit of chemistry, open, commu- you know, flowing communication, then we make it work. We make relationships work because relationships need investments. So what does that look like? What does that investment look like? What does that hard work actually look like? So at the risk of sounding boring, just let's start with that premise again. Relationships need work every day. Every day needs work, and it needs work in both areas, in areas of love and respect, people need to be cared for, need, people need to be loved, and people need to be respected. So the first thing I would say is, in a relationship, both people need to work on respect. We need to check in with ourselves every once in a while. How respectful are we? Are we dismissive? You know, One of the great signs of disrespect is to be dismissive. Listening is the opposite of dismissive. Do we listen? Do we listen properly? Now, let's just talk about listening for a moment. Listening doesn't mean to listen to someone saying something and have in your mind formulated a response but you're just being polite, so you're waiting until till I finish. Listening means to really understand the point of view of someone else. It doesn't mean you have to agree. You could end up disagreeing. But you're listening. When people are listened to, they feel valued. They feel respected. They feel like my point of view counts. So, how we, how we ask for something. How we express a need. We talked last week about, you know, there are needs that people have, just needs that you have to live with. We also talked about minimizing the needs and not every want has to be a need. But even if you do have a real need, how do you ask for that need? How do you express that need? Is it with respect? Is it done properly? Now, in order to work on respect, and in many other areas, of course, of working on respect and, and creating a culture of respect within the home, a lot of that really has to be with good communication, so I just want to draw on the work of um, John Gottman, who famously, you know, has a love lab and he's written a lot about about what goes wrong in, in, in relationships and marriages. And he makes a very valid point, and his valid point is that people have to argue; there has to be conflict in marriages. He goes as far as to say that. If there's no conflict in marriages, it's a boring marriage, which is true. We know, we've said this many times. The the depth of relationship comes from difference. The Talmud tells us, Ain they were no two people look alike, just like, and no two people think alike. We are born to be different. We all have our own strengths, our own weaknesses. And therefore, there has to be difference of opinion. There has to be conflict. One of the things he says, however, is you can observe conflict of how it plays out in communication and tell right away how this is going. One of the things he talks about is harsh startup. Harsh startup means, you know, someone says something that you think is totally outrageous, which, by the way, is not uncommon. A lot of people tell me things that I think are really stupid. That's because I need to work on my respect. I need to know, well, it's not really stupid. It's a point of view. I might not agree with me. With, I might not agree with them. In my world, it's outrageous. So the question is, how do I respond? Do I respond by harsh startup? Like, that's ridiculous or you are so stupid? Um, things like that, which is complete disrespectful, that's almost a guarantee that the conversation is going to go haywire. It's going to go wrong. And it's going to breed uh, disrespect. It's going to do what some modern uh, uh, writers call the dance of anger. You insult someone, you make it personal, they insult you back. It becomes a tennis match of anger and nothing happens and the respect diminishes. But if you deal with the conflict, and there must be conflict, we must be able to have Open and hard conversations in a in a in a marriage, but they've got to be predicated on real respect. I don't think you meant to do that, but I felt hurt. I, I hear what you're saying. Let me just understand it properly. But I don't actually don't disagree. And let me tell you why I, I don't agree. But let me tell you why. Those kind of things. It's 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 a lot of conversation and a lot of communication. Building the bond. You know, one of the great Hasidic rabbis said that in a relationship there are different types of communication. There's direct communication when you express what you need and what you want and clarity. There's reading, subtle body language, cryptic communication. And then there's something which you call in Hebrew, Sicha. Sicha means schmoozing. I challenge every couple to think about this question. Do you spend time enough together? Not talking about finance, not talking about the kids, not talking about complicated things, just spending time together, bonding, going out, schmoozing. Not watching a movie together, because then you're not talking to each other, but just schmoozing, schmoozing, just bonding, connecting, deepening the connection each and every time. When people come to my office with marriage issues, the first first question I ask them is, how often do you go out together or spend time together? The answer almost always is, not enough, or almost never. So that's the second thing. Communication has different forms, and communication needs to be deepened and worked on. The art of communication, respectful communication, is, 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 needs work. It's, it's a little bit complicated. And the third thing I just want to say is that sometimes, and I've had this question from people, what happens if I lose respect? What happens if I can't respect anymore? And that's a complicated question, but for the purposes of this discussion, a quick thought would be, go back to the time you did respect and find out why. Think about why. why did, what did you respect in this person? What are the good points of this person? And have you just forgotten about them because have they been overshadowed by the things you don't like? A person is a whole person. And therefore, we need to always remind ourselves what's really, really fantastic about this person. What did I see in this person to, to begin with? And to remind myself and to express it and to bring it to the forefront once again and to learn to respect again and then learn to communicate properly and learn to resolve conflict in an effective way. Those are just very brief thoughts. Of course, there's a lot to talk about, but those are my brief initial thoughts, and I'm looking forward to the next part, the discussion. Sorry, Alivi, I'm surprised you're even sitting here awake after I can see you've been working incredibly hard, all the upcoming stuff.
1: A lot of of very exciting stuff happening over Elul, this special month, which is about to begin on Thursday night. We've got the journey next week.
0: Journey, a big event. Beautiful big again. in uh, North Bandai Surf Club, which is very exciting. With inspiration, meditation. And Music. But then everything, like uh, you've uh, filled up the noticeable board downstairs. Yeah, I think we need another one. It's like just full um, of
1: stuff. It's a special time. Special time, which uh, actually in many, in many uh, different sources it actually describes this time as a marriage between us and God. It's like the process of... Reconnecting, which is very much in line with what we're discussing here.
0: Right, so it's even if our, even if our, it's putting in the work into our relationship with God.
1: Even though there's been a breakdown.
0: Right, even if it's gone wrong, we, we, we have this month, we can, we can fix it. That's what it's all about. So let's talk
1: about. So conflict. So you spoke about conflict, spoke about arguing, discussing. I'm just interested to know your thoughts. Um, is it a good thing if there's conflict in front of children? healthy conflict. I'm not talking about screaming matches. I'm talking about tense, maybe. Healthy, tense discussions. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Is that, is that sort of modeling
0: discussions. You know, I think that's a fascinating question. I, I'm just thinking about it as you're speaking because you know, normally the rule is you try not to fight in front of children, right? But right. when we say that, we normally means we normally mean the type of fight that you shouldn't be having even in, in, in
1: your own room, correct? In your own room, and other words, yeah.
0: disrespectful conflict. That's very, by the way, and that's that's true. It's very. Even if you have to have them, it should never be in front of children because it's scary. Young children feel very unsafe when that happens. The parents are the anchor. We don't realize how much really yeah. it is like that. So yeah, but you're asking. Let's say there's a a conflict. There's like a disagreement of how to do something, of how to whatever it might be about. Is it okay to have it respectfully in front of children? That's a fascinating question. So I need to think about that. But my initial thought would be the following. I think on the one hand it could be a really good thing yeah. for children to learn how to communicate, but I think it might be it might be the also depending on the on the nature of the content of the content oh,
1: oh, yeah. If it's something which is more private and and more not intimate, only private
0: yeah. but something also very more serious like. Like maybe let's say i mean i'll give you an example let's say let's just about which school the child or mm. any of the children should go to right mm. that could be very problematic to have that in front of children even a healthy conflict because in, in every speck of conversation because children want security right they want to hear the decision right, right. united they want, decision. they want to know you know what, where my parents want me to go It's this in the school End of story. They don't need the back end. They don't need the behind the scenes kind of thing, right? Yes. But let's say if it's something trivial, you know, maybe we're going to go on holiday or something. I don't know. Should we
1: be having guests at or Shabbos? Yeah,
0: whatever? like is it a Shabbos we should take off or should we have guests? That kind yeah. of thing. Actually, it might be a really good idea to have that in front of children so they can see how people discuss respectfully.
1: And how about like things like like, like apologizing? You could see that their parents apologizing to each other.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, apologizing in front of kids is a good thing. I think also apologizing to kids is a good thing. I mean, that's a parenting discussion. Right. But that's okay. Yeah, no, I think so. And I think, let's say, let's say if it was, especially if a child saw that was obvious, let's say, I don't know, the husband, I'll give a you know, from personal experience, let's say husband forgot to clean up the kitchen, which is a right. common occurrence among men. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the mother was a little bit upset about it. I don't think it could be a really good thing for the child to see, I'm really sorry, I forgot. I know it, it, it makes you upset. And for you, it's important have a clear kitchen and a clean kitchen and sorry
1: which leads into a. so we're talking about you know doing it in front of children but I want to sort of lead into a broader discussion which I think maybe perhaps today is less of a value and I want to hear your thoughts about it and that is privacy Because I think that's a part of respect I think part of respecting someone is keeping certain things only between the two of you right um, I'm, 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 I'm not talking about obvious things that obviously have to, ha- have to happen in private. I'm, t- I'm talking about, I don't know, it seems to be today the culture that everything is shared and everything is discussed amongst friends. And, and when, when, it, when is it a good idea to, to share things about your marriage with other people when it's not a good idea? How public should your happiness in your marriage be to other people? How much should you be expressing that to other people? Does that make sense? To yeah, you?
0: no, that's a great question. I think... Uh it's a little bit off topic, but it's a very important question. Um, I think the general principle is not like people do it today. I think people should not be sharing about their marriage to other people. Not as a weakness, but as a strength. In other words, as as a means of respect, right? Now, you know, in the age of vulnerability and everyone wants to be right. vulnerable today and open today. Now, there's a lot to be said beneficially for openness. There's a lot to be said in vulnerability in the right time, in the right place. In other words. If a person has an issue, being able we know this even from Jewish sources. When a person has a worry, says King Solomon, you should work to remove that worry from yourself. However, the the same word he uses to remove, we know it can also be translated as communicated to someone else. You need to be able to talk to someone. Otherwise, it leads to a very lonely life and you bottle it up and you could make things worse, right? Now, step one is always to try to share with each other as much as possible, but not always that's possible. So of course you have to share it with someone, but it has to be someone like a mentor, someone like a therapist, maybe someone like someone who you, or someone who you can really trust, to a deep friend, not not to to your um, going out for coffee friends. That's a right. very different type of a friendship, you know. Not everything is their business. Um, a person should have one or two confidants, people that he can really share with or she can really share with. And sometimes it might be someone who maybe can't even offer advice, but they can just offer a listening ear also good, but someone who you know and can trust that will keep it private it's not, people share things it, 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 especially when, it's re, when, it, when it relates to other people right? it's a sign of great disrespect if I just go around sharing some, something about my spouse without them knowing about it, that is really a disrespectful thing and I just think that while there's a lot to be said for, you know, it goes back to the pendulum uh, syndrome, while there's a lot to be said about more openness that happens today and more vulnerability and so on and so forth but we shouldn't go to the other extreme. Privacy is a value. Privacy is holiness, really. We know that the more sacred something is, look at a shul. A Torah scroll is kept, kept in an ark. It's kept hidden. Yeah. You don't put it on you know, you don't put it on display. Like you wouldn't go into a shul and say, Oh, such a beautiful shul, look at that beautiful Torah on the shelf. You right. don't do that. You might have a beautiful ark, but not a beautiful Torah, because the Torah is sacred, so it's in a box and it's hidden away. Because it's private, it's holy, it's only taken out certain times, and it's like that. So I think mean, the same thing is with a marriage.
1: So, so leading on from that, how about, and this I think goes into a little bit of respect as well, cause that, because one of the concepts of respect is obviously giving a person their own space. Right? Not everything, um, when you get married, doesn't mean that every single part of that person's life needs to be shared with you and you need to be there. The person has to have their own private space as well, both physically and sort of uh, emotionally,
0: emotionally. emotionally.
1: Exactly, yeah. What do, you, what do you what are the guidelines of that like should, should a spouse have things that they don't share with their spouse should should they be like I have this part of my life which is still my own and not yours you know you don't have to know every conversation I have with my friend um, is, is that a good thing is that a bad thing should a spouse be able to sh- you know should, should should a spouse have a friend for example that they sh- they can share things that they don't have to necessarily tell their spouse about Is, the, is that a healthy dynamic
0: yeah, that's such an interesting question. So I think I think it depends, right? It depends. First of all, a good marriage, obviously, one that people are open with each other, trust each other, and can share with each other. However, we know that part of respect, which is you know in in Kabbalistic sources, right? Love and respect are rooted in what we call the Sefirot of Chesed and Gvura,
1: mm.
0: right? Chesed means connection, Gvura means holding back, restraint. Respect is part of that. A I, 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 suffocating marriage is not a good thing. You shouldn't suffocate the other person. You don't need to know everything that goes on in the person's life, and they don't need to know everything that goes on in your life. So I think there is what to be said for giving space. Which, but but here's the thing, right? Um, yes, there should be a respect for space, and, and people need space on all levels, as you said before. Yeah. I think you're right, but I think at the same time, it should never be a kind of a space because someone is hiding something. Right? There's a very big difference for, for me to say that. Just certain things I'm not comfortable talking about much. About. That's okay. I mean, maybe that's like a, a man's thing or things I say about myself, but I'm just not comfortable, you know, talking about it I don't know, for, for whatever reason. Yeah. Maybe they wouldn't understand Maybe they don't, There's certain things that I relate to, whatever, you know, kind of, kind of thing. There's certain things that go better in a men's club or a women's club. That, right. that, that, but it should never be something that I'm hiding intentionally because if in that, that's a problem. If I'm hiding something, that means it's not a proper relationship. I'm, I'm, the relationship is limited. Mm. yeah that makes sense, yes Well, I mean let's look it's not black and white. I mean obviously there's are right. like gray areas here, but but I think you know I think there's what to be said for space, but at the same time, it should never be deception. put it that way, okay
1: very good so uh, t- we spoke before about children what are the what are the things you you, you can say besides for respect and love between the couple themselves but what are the things you can suggest that a couple should be doing in front of their children to, as a, as a point to show that to to model a good relationship? I mean, I guess a good relationship, but like you know, specifically in front of their children.
0: Yeah, but I think that's 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 critically important. First of all, there's a lot of things in respect that you can show. You could the the the. the there has to be a conscious effort, not just to be respectful, but to show that. Children need to see how one spouse cares for the other, how one spouse values the other. One spouse listens to the other. How, as someone once told me, how one, how every, how everyone, each member in the spouse sort of shows that what's important to the other person becomes important to them, just because of respect, right? I think it's also important to show affection. Now, when I say show affection and love, um, that depends on, on, on the culture of the community. I mean, there are Many religious – talk about privacy. There are many religious couples, for example, that don't show open affection in front of their, their physical children. Approach, yeah. Physical affection. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, affection is not only physical. It's how you look at it's someone. Smile. It's, it's, it's how you smile at someone. Yeah. It's how you – Excited when you walk in the door. Excited yeah. when you walk in the door. It's the presence, you, you know. There's different love languages. They talk about it today. There's, there's things that are very, very noticeable. The, the gifts that you buy someone, the things that you go out of your way to do for someone, right? And things like that. Would you
1: say like if someone was making dinner and like, making a point of telling the children, "I'm making this because my spouse likes it," something
0: because... like that? Or maybe even maybe even a you know, I mean I don't do much cooking at home, but let's say if a spouse if one says says to his daughter, let's say or his son, you know, come help me we're gonna make the next because we 'cause we're gonna give mommy a break, for example. Right. Involve them, involve them in that process of respect and, and caring for each other. I think it's like what I said before, it's about building a culture of love and respect in the home. Calmness, not getting angry, not harsh startups. Because at the end of the day it goes together. If I'm respectful to my spouse, I need to be respectful to my to my children as well, right? It goes mm-hmm. Not in the same way. It doesn't mean I can, I can be well, more assertive of my children. That, that, that,
1: that's a lot harder sometimes. But <laughs> it is. It
0: is. But really, it is. Like I think it depends like, who. But yeah, no, I think so. You're right. But I think has to, we have to work on When we talk about working on a relationship, it's also about, especially marriage, it's also about working on the culture of the home. Yeah. All right. There's a lot to unpack there. But uh, if anyone has any questions, yes, please contact please. us. But, uh, Absolutely. Those are some of the thoughts. Okay. Have a wonderful day, everyone. All the best, everyone. Thank you for listening to the JP Show. For questions, comments, and feedback, please email rabbi g at binna.com.au. B-I-N-A, See you next time.